Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. Well, Singapore lifts more COVID-19 curves as we move towards a new phase of living with COVID-19 starting next week. And that includes making it an option to wear your mask outdoors and easing rules for vaccinated travellers. Among other things. For insights now, let's talk to the other Timothy Go, health correspondent at The Straits Times. Timothy Go is on the phone lines with us this afternoon. You Hello, know, Tim. If I were this Timothy, mm-hmm. I would probably say you're the other Timothy because oh, okay. he's at Straits Times first. <laughs> Timothy, Timothy? <laughs> Timothy Go, who is the other Timothy Go? I think you're the original one, right? <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Thanks for having me. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tim, there were several key changes to COVID-19 measures, uh, which was announced yesterday, very exciting announcement yesterday. What are some of the most, uh, the standouts for you? Well, for me, it's a, it's a huge toss-up between uh, no mandatory outdoor mask wearing as well as the increase in group sizes. Mainly because I'm, I'm an outdoors person, so I love, you know, going to the park, to the beach. And I've just been waiting to take my mask off there for quite a while. So something I've been looking forward to. And, and that's very interesting because support for uh, optional mask wearing outdoors only got 52% according to a poll that was uh, done yesterday. Do you have any idea why you think people think this way? Well, I'd say it's, it's not a bad thing, actually. I think people are being very cautious. Mm-hmm. And I think there were some concerns raised online about, you know, it may be a bit of a hassle to put yeah. on your mask when mm. you go into the lift and take it off again when mm. you walk outside. Um, so for some people, this may be a consideration. Mm. Now, also in, the, in the poll that we were talking about uh, earlier uh, by Milieu Institute, right? Uh, overall, apparently about 77% of respondents, uh, more than a 1,000 people, you know, viewed the changes favorably. Is that in line with your expectations of, of the kind of general reactions from people? Yes, I think so. I mean, honestly, I think Singaporeans, all those here have been waiting a long time, very patiently for measures to be eased. You know, everyone's done their part. They've uh, they followed the rules. And so this, I think, was is an announcement that was made with a lot of joy. For, yeah, but I had thought that, you know, we'll look at, we'll see something like 90-something percent, you know, going like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but so, so I, it, was, it really surprised me somewhat that only two in three people, you know, mm, yes, to look yes. at those changes favorably. Well, I'm not sure. Those, those who will be a bit more uh, conservative and cautious, I guess. Cautious, mm, yes, okay. that's, that's yes. what I was that's looking for. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very Singaporean trait, I think, the mm. cautiousness. Cautious uh, optimism, as we mm. were talking about yesterday. Mm. Well, Tim, uh, also the opening of the causeway and the second link, you know, will got a lot of people excited as well. People will be able to, a lot of them will be able to start going home again every night. Uh, what about for air travel? Well, so for air travel, the flights between Singapore and Malaysia now fall under this new vaccinated travel framework, which mm-hmm. supersedes the previous uh, set of retail announcements. In this case, We've got the country and region classification just set in two categories now, just general travel or restricted. And so from uh, the 1st of April, all fully vaccinated travellers from any country or region can enter Singapore quarantine-free, mm-hmm. assuming they haven't been you know, to anyone on the restricted mm-hmm. list in the past seven days. Right. Yeah. Earlier, you, you mentioned about the vaccinated travel framework, mm-hmm. the classification. I think we should also highlight to, to our listeners that at this point in time, um, there's no territory that is uh, in the restricted mm. list, right? So every we can basically travel to every uh, mm-hmm. region, every city that, can, that is willing to accept us. Right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> now, how surprised were you um, yesterday that, you know, um, the changes to COVID rules actually stopped short of a complete opening up? 
almost there, uh, you know, like quite just a little bit. Yes, to, to be frank, um, I wasn't surprised at all. I think this is very much in line with our previous moves. You know, over the past two years, we've always taken a sort of a middle ground, more cautious approach to opening. So what they tend to do is ease a little, see what happens. Then if everything goes right, ease a little bit more. And I think this makes sense because uh, while we are sort of you know, easing up here in Singapore, we must remember that other countries are still fighting the virus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and although Omicron is a little... You know, it's not as serious as Delta, but it mm. still does kill people who are unvaccinated. Right. And these are quite major easings that we're doing. So it makes sense to mm. take a few steps mm. and then see what happens. And there's also Delta Cron kind of like lurking somewhere, especially mm. I think in the West mm. uh, currently, right? Yes. That's really surging. So would you be expecting to see COVID-19 cases surge again? That's a good question. I think if there's one thing this pandemic has taught us is that it's very hard to uh, predict the future. But I'd say that it's, it's certainly possible. But what's important really is how serious those cases are, right? Mm. Because uh, if, you know, all the cases are mild, you can recover at home, then we don't really have to worry too much. But if, if you see more serious cases that end up going to the ICU, then we, we might have a bit of a problem. Mm. Uh, and that's why we've got to monitor this situation quite mm. carefully. And actually, that, that, that note of caution was very much the tone taken mm-hmm. by the Prime Minister as well as all the all the ministers on the ministerial task force. In fact, if we looked at them, they were all so sombre, announcing all these right. positive changes. I think they don't want Singaporeans to really Rejoice throw caution. Rejoice too much, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just as to, as to we've seen to, in other territories yeah, and countries yeah, around the they world. They did warn that there could be lots right. of twists and turns mm-hmm. you know, in the road ahead. So, you know, that's just... And also, actually, the, the Prime Minister ready. also made sure that we understand what's happening outside and yes. how they opened up yes. fully and then have to, and now yes. they're seeing a surge. Yes. Uh, by the way, we're speaking to Timothy Go, correspondent, health correspondent at The Straits Times. Uh, Tim, did they mention at all how hospitals will cope mm. um, if uh, we see another surge of a heavy, heavy uh, patient load coming? Mm, yes. So there was some discussion of this. I think the first important thing to remember is that right now, um, the load that hospitals are seeing is not really from COVID patients, but mainly from the backlog of uh, what we call business as usual patients. So these are patients who've had to, you know, postpone their treatments because of COVID, and now, now we're paying the debt for that. I um, but I think several moves have been made to do this. First of all, children between 12 months and five years old who are infected. They've been doing quite well, so now they're allowed to recover at home and be cared for under protocol too, rather than being sent to the hospital as a default. And this should take some load off the hospitals. Secondly, they are easing up some of the bits that were reserved for COVID-19, expanding capacity for long term and opening more nursing homes around Singapore which uh, next month, I think, which will take the load off these hospitals as well. Right. Well, Timothy Goh, Health Correspondent at The Straits Times, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You have a fabulous weekend. And that was Timothy Goh, Health Correspondent at The Straits Times here on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.